Hi folks, Curtis Shelburne here and welcome to the Focus on Faith with Curtis Shelburne podcast. A good place just to be and breathe and hang out for a while as we share some words about life in Christ. And that's all of it, I think. Life, that is. The good, the bad, the fun, the sad, the deepest joys, the toughest sorrows, all of it. I think we're going to have a good time and I hope you enjoy this. I hope you tell your friends about it and I hope you come back. This episode, episode 31, is called, Why Does God Allow Suffering? Well, actually, if I was going to give it the whole name, which is too long, I would title it this, Why Does a Good and Powerful God Allow Suffering? But you get the point. If you've been listening to these podcasts, you know that given half a chance, I will morph over toward the funny stuff. At least stuff that I think is funny, and I hope you do too. I'll warn you, this one's not funny. It's kind of tough. It's kind of difficult. And of course, in the intro, we talk about life, the good, the bad, the fun, the sad, the deepest joys, the toughest sorrows. I like morphing toward the joys. I like talking about the good and the fun. And yet, there's a time to talk about some of the really tough parts the hardest parts, the toughest sorrows, and we're going to do some of that in this episode. I don't have to put a warning out here saying, hey, this is graphic. You know, unless you're old enough for graphic stuff, you probably shouldn't watch this. And of course, what happens when they give those warnings is suddenly everybody's ears perk up and they probably get more viewers. Viewer discretion advised. Well, yeah, we could sure use some more discretion. And if we had a little more viewer discretion, we'd probably turn the thing off a whole lot more. And some of the programs that shouldn't be on there anyway would maybe go broke for lack of sponsors. But I doubt that'll happen anytime soon. And I don't have to put a warning on here like a lot of, quote, artists have to put on their music albums. Warning explicit lyrics. Well, it's just been hard for me to ever really understand why if... You're going to sing about life being meaningless and, oh, poor pitiful me, and sing hateful lyrics. Why you'd sing at all? Why wouldn't you just shut up and be silent in your gloom instead of forcing it on the rest of us? Yeah, but that's art. Eh, it's not much art. I know there's a place for sad songs. That's another topic. And yeah, some sad songs can be beautiful, but they don't have to be vile. And so... No, I'm not going to tell you. They're explicit uh, lyrics here, so you really need to be careful with this. That's not the kind of difficulty I'm talking about here. It's not the kind of badness and sadness. This is just about some tough stuff. And there's a word for it. It's called suffering. And we all deal with it at times. Sometimes, of course, far worse than others. One of my sons told me recently about a young girl who died suddenly. I believe she was three. Nobody knew she was sick. Her parents loved her tremendously. She was just a light in their life, one of the brightest of all of the lights of their lives. And suddenly she's gone. It was not their fault. It was nobody's fault. It was a disease that came upon her and nobody knew it had come upon her. There's probably nothing they could have done about it. There's really nothing they could have done to avoid it. 
If they'd known she was sick, there's probably nothing they could have done about it, except honestly, she might have ended up a lot more miserable for a lot longer. And thankfully, she was not miserable for long. But what a shock when suddenly this beautiful little joy is gone. And he was talking about how hard that was on them, how hard it was on those who work with her daddy. Everybody's heart was broken. Now, folks, that's suffering. That's horribly difficult. Why does God allow that kind of thing? Well, if you think we're going to get all that solved in one little podcast, of course, you'd be wrong about that. But we are going to talk about it. And so hang on. I warn you, this is not going to be as much fun as a lot of these. But I do think it's very important that we talk about it. Okay, time for a little bit of an ad here. And it will be just a little bit of an ad. I've told you recently I've got a new music album out. It's entitled Almost Home. I would love it if you would go to my website and check that out, www.curtisshelburn.com. C-U-R-T-I-S, no space, S-H-E-L-B-U-R-N-E.com. There's a bunch of other good stuff there, too. A lot of it's free, and I'd love for you to check that out. By the way, one of the things that's available there, and I'll give you another spot or two where you could go for free, is a subscription to the Christian Appeal devotional magazine. My brother Gene and I have been working with this for a long time. For goodness sakes, he's been working with it for probably, oh, well, many more decades than I have. I won't do the math right now. I've been working with it for about 35 years, I think, at this point. It's a great little monthly devotional magazine. We try to make it very ecumenical in the sense that if you are a Bible-believing, conservative, even sort of, whatever you want to call it, Christian, if you are a traditional Christian person with that kind of traditional faith and whatever, no matter where you find yourself, Baptist, Lutheran, Methodist, Church of Christ, Christian Church, etc., you're probably going to agree with about 99.95% of everything that shows up in the magazine. I hope it's just something that will encourage you and help strengthen your faith. It's a short little thing. It's not long at all. It's just a small little, almost pamphlet. It's 20 pages or so long, and it comes out monthly. And through the generosity of some really fine contributors and supporters, we're able to make this available absolutely free. And so if you'll just go over, say, to my website at www.curtisshelburn.com, leave me a note at the contact submission form there where you can give me your address and name, etc. Just put that there and say, I'm interested in the Christian Appeal devotional magazine. We'll put you on our mailing list. Again, it comes out once a month. It's absolutely free for the asking. Or you can go over, if you want to see what it's like, go over to www.christianappeal, that's C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N, no space, A-P-P-E-A-L.com, and you'll find any issue you want to look at of our past issues way back to 1963. I know they're all there because I scanned every one of them or put in the PDF files. And then our great webmaster, Terry Grimm, does a superb job in keeping that active and running. And so all of those issues are there. Just head over to the internet, www.christianappeal.com, and take a look at it. And yes, there's a contact submission form there where you can request a subscription. Absolutely free. Doesn't get better than that.
And now, let's focus on faith. It's one of the oldest questions in the world, and certainly one of the hardest. How can a completely good and powerful and loving God allow suffering? The question ranks among the handful that truly matter. You know, when I was young, I thought that one of the perks, if there were any, about getting old would be some wisdom that would probably end in my learning some things about some of these hard questions that I'd always been asking. And I had a lot of questions. The older I get, the more I realize that the time never comes when you have life all figured out. And I realize that a lot of the questions we ask may be interesting. They may be very interesting, but there's just a few that truly matter. There's just very few that if you know a couple of answers to a couple of questions, There are some others that are very much worth asking, but if you know answers to those earlier two questions, those most important questions of all, then putting the other questions that you have in life in proper perspective is a great deal easier. It seems to me that the answer to those two questions, the answers are these. God is good. God is loving. And I believe that all of that goodness and love is focused most clearly and brightly in the person of Jesus Christ. That's what I believe. Believing those two things means that I can deal with the other questions. A whole lot of the other questions really don't matter if I know the answer to those two. But there are some that do matter. There are some that are very, very difficult. And yes, they also are answered by those two answers that I just gave you. But we still have to talk about them. We still ask questions about them. We still wrestle with them. And it's okay. God said that we should love him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. He did say mind, you notice. He gave us our minds. He doesn't mind us using them. He wants us to use our rational thought to the best and highest good available. That's part of loving him completely. And so we ask, well, questions can be tough. And this question ranks among the handful that really do matter. As the question asked most often, most poignantly, in the midst of the deepest shock, pain, and perplexity, it defies the easy answers we let leak from our lips when we're short of answers. And our highest wisdom really would be silence. Pain is the solvent that melts away glib answers, plastic platitudes. The real answer, like all real answers, is not easy. It is given through tears. It requires rephrasing the question, how can a good, powerful, and loving God allow suffering? No, the real question is, how can a good, powerful, and loving God not allow suffering? When God created humanity in his image, he gave us the gift we call free will, which gives life and love meaning, but necessarily carries the possibility of pain. Unlike puppets dangling from a divine string, puppets who could never make the wrong move or dance the wrong dance, we can choose for good or for evil. 
If the terrible choice for hate and evil and despair were no option at all, would choosing for love and goodness and hope mean anything at all? Only in a free universe are our choices invested with real meaning and significance as they open our lives up to genuine joy. Would the love of your spouse so warm your heart if your spouse had no choice but to give that love? Would the hugs of your little daughter so light up your life if there were no possibility that she might choose to turn away? Would our love of the God of all joy and light mean anything if he had not given us the freedom to choose to spurn him and follow evil and the prince of darkness instead? Real choices have consequences, and those consequences are real. It's one thing to ask those questions when life seems good. It's quite another to ask them when the whole fabric of your universe seems to have been ripped into shreds and pain and evil and wickedness seem to have won the day. Most of us have seen such times, and all of us will. But thank God himself that we have also seen the awesome power of goodness, fierce love, and nobility even in the midst of the deepest pain. It's a truth that rips our hearts apart, but God himself could not create a universe where beauty and goodness could mean anything real if there were no possibility of evil and thus pain. To seek an easy answer is to ask to be deluded. The answer of the Christian faith, not of the sideshow barkers who often claim to speak for our faith, is anything but easy. God is so good, so powerful, so loving, that through his own unfathomable pain, he took our hurt into himself, literally, genuinely, powerfully, forever. Christ's sacrifice means that one eternal day, pain and suffering will be forever banished. O oh Lord, come quickly, and may it be so. Weeping may tarry for the night, writes the psalmist, but joy comes in the morning. Dear God, when we or those we love are walking through an exceedingly dark and difficult night, and it's many, many nights long, grant us the faith, the strength, and the vision only you can give to look up for the light of the morning and to trust that it will come. Well, again, thank you for joining us on this Focus on Faith with Curtis Shelburne podcast. I'm so glad you chose to join us, and I hope you'll come back and spend some time with us again. If you like it, why don't you tell some friends about it? Sure would appreciate it. Have a great day.